Yo, but check one, two, one, two. Hot cut. Uh. I'm from the place where hardcore is This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. Views from the staff to the world that we back. This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. From the staff, tell the world that we back Ladies and gentlemen, grab a drink, let's get settled in Here's another dose of some audio medicine Fresh sports reports, pure adrenaline We do it for the love of the game, not the Benjamins My check, one, two, one, two Yo The link up Dude, eat some food. What do you mean? <laughs> so why did you gonna do all your birthday this? Uh, you can kick on your sister's birthday. <laughs> nah, man. I'm, 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 I'm. This is the ironing out that I'm gonna be healthy. Up to Thursday, I'm healthy. Start running and everything. Yeah. So, so I can really so, feel, bro, the, the the stomach and. The peck area is is just gaining hey, some. Hey, dog! Don't even say it. Don't even go there. Don't even. Don't even go there, man. Don't even fucking go there, man. Shit. Yeah, but um, See, lockdown, lockdown, body is real, chicks. Shark. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, Premier League. Finished uh, on Sunday. As I mentioned before, the table doesn't lie. Um, four teams in the Champions League for for now, um, and the three teams relegated. So before we jump into the top four, I know it's going to cause a lot of heated discussions. Um, let's do the bottom. Uh, Norwich. Mm. We all knew they were going down. They spent zero cash. Um, I'm sure they're going to get picked off a little bit. They've got some good players that I wouldn't mind either. Um, Watford, I mean, they were just mad with the sacking of Nigel Pearson, but they've been pretty shit the whole season. And um, Bournemouth, I've been a hater of Bournemouth for the longest time, but they also gone. Oh. Eddie Howe, I feel like he should have jumped ship when the block was hot for him. Um, I'm sure they're also going to yeah. get picked off a lot of good players as well. So I'm going to start with Lita. Um, is this what you expected? Watford, uh, Bournemouth, and Villa surviving? Um, <laughs> I'll definitely... Uh, I think I'd hoped for Villa to survive. I wouldn't say I expected it, particularly, you know, having coming into the season with almost like half a team and then buying 12 or 11 players. Um, I, I definitely didn't, you know, have high hopes for them in the season. But um, their manager did uh, very, very well. Um, and a homegrown manager and a manager who, you know, brought the team back to the Premier League after a couple of years. And for them to, to finish 17, Jack Greenish scoring an important goal yesterday. Also, great story for him. So I'm very happy for, for, for Villa for, for, for surviving with him as well. I mean, David Moy didn't need another relegation on his CV. Um, but Bournemouth, uh, they've definitely, I think I, I, I definitely didn't see them um, in terms of where they are now because it's been coming a little bit... Um, Throughout, throughout the season, particularly last season as well, they had a bit of ifian, they just survived. But, you know, you look at that squad and have, they haven't really invested in it under Eddie Howe. Um, you know, Callum Wilson is still, they're still uh, uh, depending on him to score the goals. And, and, and um, the younger players as well, with, 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 with some players getting injured this season and a lot of injuries. I mean, they left back, uh, I think both of their left back and right back were injured from the majority of the season, a lot of the guys that I watch when I watch Bournemouth, I'm like, who the hell is that? When did they sign him? Because their regulars weren't really fit throughout the season. So I'm not really surprised to see them where they are now, even though they've been quite a promising side. I wish 
I would have actually put Brighton or Crystal Palace down before Bournemouth, but it's very good, you know, yeah. uh, for, for, for those clubs to, 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 to survive above it. Because Bournemouth, with, with what they've been doing, they haven't invested in, you know, you can only rely on your good football or, you know, your promising English manager for so long. Watford, as you said, Brian, shocking club, shambles of a club. You fire a manager who rescued you guys from, I think they had like 12 or 9 points when he got the job in, in December. And then he got them out of the relegation zone. And then, obviously, after the, the restart, they didn't start so well. And they struggled. And then you sack him two, day, two games uh, prior to the end. I don't understand. And that, I feel like, pushed him over the edge. Because they literally lost their last three games. And he was sacked in the last, after the, 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 the third last game. So, and Norwich, as you said, man, they were on their way out already. That team is, besides Puki and, and, and ben, I think, Benduia, Benduia or Benduia, um, their team Thank and uh, what's his name, Cantwell. Yeah, that team is not really uh, Premier League standard. So I'm glad you know Leeds and and West Brom definitely better team already. So excited to see it, man. Um, but yeah, relegation is never easy. Um, it's a big game, lots of money involved. But uh, yeah, let's hope Bournemouth. I, I definitely hope Bournemouth will bounce back. The other two clubs I don't really care about. <laughs> but did you expect anything? Um... From them um, might be because Norwich, Norwich, was uh, the the score was four one against Liverpool the, the first game, and um, mm-hmm. coming up I like read so many good stories about Jamal Lewis and Max Aaron's um, on the fullbacks Ben Godfrey Ben Godfrey good prospect Cantwell I don't think I didn't know that much about Puki but obviously he was one of the top goal scorers. And if not the top goal scorer, yeah. I'm not sure. And Bundia, and they obviously got like um, some some German players. Um, some of the German players I even knew from like Football Manager, like these uh, Dortmund wonder kids who are now resurrecting their career at Norwich. But and they got Patrick Roberts as well from City. But with the money that they spent, did you ex- were you expecting? Um, this I don't even I wouldn't say shameful, but I mean it's a pretty nothing season for them. I I like you said I think I think for all three of the clubs, um, it, it like you said it's all about the, the business they did preparing for the season. I don't think they did enough. Uh, all all three of them. Um, well, 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 I'll just start with Norwich. Like like you said, I, I think every year if you just think about the Premier League teams, every year everyone strengthens uh, by at least one one player and improve one area of the, of the field and when a when a team comes up from the from the first division into the premier league just, you, you have to do just enough to get out of that one and to get into the new one i feel like you have to strengthen in similar quality to everyone that's around you now to premier league standard and i don't think norwich uh did did, did enough like you like, like like you said i think I don't know too much about the the, the 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 Norwich squad, but I think like you said, um there's a lot of prospect and prospect unfortunately takes time to to see results and there's only thirty eight games and as soon as they say go, uh, things got hot quickly. And I think Pookie carried them Pookie was scoring crazy goals in the beginning. So I think he gave them a lot of hope. Um and second half of the season they didn't you, you didn't really see much from the team. Um Bournemouth I I feel like they did bad business. They they actually spent quite a bit the, in the beginning of the season. Uh, I think they bought Solanke for like over ten million or something. Um, they bought I a think few twenty mil in that, in that team. Twenty mil for Solanke and maybe what three goals. Um, I mean for if for any for any club, if you're buying a striker for twenty million pounds, and that's probably a, a big chunk of their profit that they make every year so they really invested in the wrong spaces jordan ibe when he went there i don't even know if he still plays for them to be honest <laughs> i haven't seen or heard of from that man in a long time i think they did bad business and it was just that was bonus was just a slow puncture hey i think eddie howe ran out of ideas and in the end the, the there was nothing you could really do to to save them everyone everyone around him was just doing better than him and later said the, the injuries um left them in a in a terrible position and then Watford finally I think their club culture their 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 business model of 
replacing it's almost like they they, they, they they look forward to replacing a manager every year every two years and they don't mind it and this thing that the owners feel like the um, the club is is doesn't need to function around a manager uh, even more they don't want a manager they want a coach they're all about a head coach so i think they they they're victims to their own system and the owners finally changing for for for, for managers in a, in in a season is just too much i think they fell victims to their own method yeah, I mean, it was really mad uh, that Kike Sanchez Flores returned. Mm. I was just, I was so confused by that because, I mean, dude, why would you bring back somebody yeah. who the way clearly did Yeah, he just, mm. he just wasted games, basically. But um, to go down, actually, Lita touched on Leeds and West Brom's West Brom. Um, I'm excited to see leads back Marcelo Bielsa um, never really watched his his teams but apart from when they had a good time against United um, but he's a world-renowned <laughs> quality coach and West Brom yeah. with uh, Slava and Bilic um, returning up and down a bit of a yo-yo club but who do you guys yeah. think is going to get that last spot I think it's uh Fulham, Cardiff, Swansea, and Brentford. I'm thinking, I'm hoping Brentford, I want a little bit of a new club, but um, mm. Fulham have obviously looked good majority of the season. Lita, your old boy, Scott yeah, so, Parker, um, do you think he's going to do it for Fulham? Hey. I mean, obviously, uh, Fulham have, have, have one of the the more expensively assembled squads in in, in, in the um, in the championship, um, but obviously Scott Parker, young coach. I mean, in his second season, proper in, uh, being a manager, um, they're looking good. Obviously, they, they're playing today. I think, if I'm not mistaken, by the time of recording, I think they are in action um, against um, who's the other team now? Cardiff. Cardiff. Um, but yes, um, but obviously Brentford. I'm actually the one. I was surprised Brentford actually slipped out of the, the automatic places because I expected them to finish second. I mean. Ben Rama is on form. They've been playing well after lockdown. All of a sudden, the last few games, they've collapsed. They lost yesterday in the, the first leg of the semi-final against Swansea. Jordan, no, not just Jordan Ayew. Andre Ayew is still there playing, <laughs> playing for Swansea. Right, I think that guy has like 90k. Um, last night. So, I'm, they, they actually might not even make it a final, uh, Brentford. So, I'm actually looking forward to Swansea making it, to be honest, because Swansea have former Chelsea youth player and Ryan Brewster, now ah. Liverpool. And then obviously yeah. Conor Gallagher pulling strings in the midfield for Swansea. So I'm 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 hoping Swansea, you know, uh, take the advantage in the second leg and, and, and go to the final. And I know Andre, are you that man? BMT of note. Uh, we've seen it in uh-huh. the final. We've seen it in the Premier League for Swansea in the past. So let's hope he brings them back. And I'm I'm proud of him for staying the whole season at Swansea as well. And then you know taking them uh, this close to 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 promotion again. So but I, I for me my money is on Swansea to be honest. Um. Uh, Brentford, I would have put them, but they literally uh, they messed it up in the last game of the, in the league, and then they go and lose um, they, the first leg as well. So didn't mm-hmm. they lose to uh, Charlton on the last day? Or some? I, imagine, I think it was some. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I think they lose to they lost to Barnsley. They lost to Barnsley. Uh, and and Barnsley then um, I think Barnsley then got promoted, um, uh, stayed up, and then another Charlton went down. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And they lost quite badly, if I'm not mistaken. I stand to be correct but they lost quite badly. So, hey man, Premier League is not easy. Dude. And think about and and the nice thing about Brentford is that they didn't come here, you know, blew a lot of money. Obviously, they're going to a new stadium as well. They live, they're leaving uh, the the current stadium, Griffin Park, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they're moving to a new stadium, so they would have been lovely, still be lovely if they have that new here at a new stadium in the Premier League, you know. But hey man, they can still do it next year. They haven't spent a lot of money for a new. A good, um, innovative coach. So let's see how they do. But Fulham, Cardiff have won as Daniel. Cardiff still has some Premier League players in that squad as well. So uh, I, I definitely don't want to see Cardiff, to be honest with you, bro. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to see yeah. Cardiff. Premier League again. I'm tired. It's such a dead club, Fulham, bro. Fulham, even. Like, oh, man. That's how I feel about Swansea as well. Like, I don't care if they come or they don't come, honestly. Nah, man. Like, Swansea have that Welsh feel. Like, Cardiff... I just yeah. don't like Cardiff. I don't have that feeling, and they own as well. Like I just don't have that. And their coach, they've got that uh, 
I think he's Neil Harris, the mobile coach. And they play that combative okay. style of football. And I'm not really trying to see that. I mean, we saw it. Now we're probably going to go away now. <laughs> we don't want to. Yeah. And, uh, but this, um, back to the Premier League. Uh, might be, you'll know, uh, Sheffield United. They gave us quite a bit of a problem when we played them. Phil Jones, Howler, 45 minutes subbed off. We had a midfield of uh, Pereira and Fred, but we're not talking about that. But I want to ask, <laughs> we talk about Leicester having a bottle job. Do you feel Sheffield had yeah. one? And I say this because they were in a good position, but they still are uh, in the first season in the Premier League. Um so yeah. a ninth place finish is still very, very good. But they came back from lockdown. Not, not you know, um, not so in a great condition, even though they still thumped Chelsea 3-0. Um, but yeah, do you think, yeah. do you think yeah. they bottled that? You just had to, man. No. You just had to. Hey. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually an interesting one because... I think I think in the uh, post post lockdown, I think Lundstrom got injured and he was out for a few games. And then I remember Tommy Egan got himself uh, sent off for a couple of games as well. But I think the the interesting thing there is when De Gea started being questioned about things, and the spotlight turned to Dean Henderson. All of a sudden, goals are going in. I think they might have had a factor to play where people are looking at them and the pressure, maybe maybe not just the pressure of, of from Dean Henderson. I think um, it became a reality like, oh shit, we could actually finish top four. We could actually finish in a European position. And I think you have to, at the end of the day, I think they bottled it, to be honest. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe they also... Maybe it was also a case of squad depth there when they, when they got those two injuries. Because I think Lundstrom was probably the their best player next to Henderson in that team when it came to producing because I think McGoldrick and uh, Ollie, Ollie Mc, uh, McBride, they didn't really score McBurney. too many goals. Hey? Uh, McBurney. McBurney, excuse me, McBride. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think they didn't, I think up, up top they weren't really doing the things anymore. And those those guys only wake up, like you said, when, when it was time to play Chelsea. So I think <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a thing of pressure. Um Everybody realizing this is real, this is a reality, and at, in the end, they, they just didn't have enough, man. Uh, yeah, but um, if mm. we're gonna get to the shits, um, I'll be honest, I didn't, I still haven't seen all the the goals. I've seen Mason Mount's goal because it was on YouTube. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, I just, I really just watched you the United game because uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna goal rush is just. Fucking shit! I'm not watching that. Very annoying. It's very yeah. annoying. Very so, um, annoying. Lita, tell me, um, how did Chelsea play? I mean, they—you kind of had to keep an eye, or you didn't really, but you did. Kind Frank, of had to keep. Frank an, said you an looked eye. at it um, half time, huh? At the score. Frank said he, he was checking the other results at half time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But he actually, Lita was pretty like. Oh, Kepa's dropped. So, do you think first question there would be? Do you think Kepa's done out here? Um. Oh, okay. Let me let me try and be free with this. Um, I I'd like <laughs> to think Kepa is done, but only if we can get we can get an uh, an adequate replacement, and that will mean either someone who has a bit of like a uh, more of a pedigree than than Kepa. Or a youngster who just basically does certain things better than Kepa. Because, oh, unless third option then would be to keep him. Because I, I feel like, you know, after he got dropped, he got dropped just a few games before the, 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 the pandemic. Um, and then he got brought back in and then he performed against Liverpool. Uh, I think in, in, in the uh, FA Cup um, last 16, if I'm not mistaken. And then he performed the triple saves like he was going mad. And then after the lockdown, he was completely shit again. But then I, I, I recently heard that, you know, apparently he obviously moved to Spain. Uh, this is his second season in the Premier League. moved, moved from Spain um, to, to London. He now, with the pandemic, he was stuck in the hotel alone. So, not in the hotel, sorry, uh, in his flat alone. And, you know, as a single guy. 
Um, it's, it was a bit tough for him mentally. Uh, that's what that's what as, as, as someone uh, uh, close to him has said. So I'm kind of understanding it in that way because this is someone who would make like if you're watching me even in training, he makes certain saves. Like he's because I'm I'm very cautious of his wrists, man. Because I feel like he's got yes, he's got weak wrists, say eh, because he he can't keep shots that he gets to. He can't keep the you see he can't seem to keep them out of the net. So Must for me, I think it's something thing. that maybe it's very technical. But that's the thing, you know what I mean? And and but remember, the hair did the best. He was one of the best shot stoppers a few years ago when he won those player of the years. So I don't know what happened now. You can't tell me his wrist all of a sudden went weaker. So it is maybe it's more take it's more than technical, and that's what I'm hoping for for him because and for the club because you can't spend seventy two billion on a keeper and then just throw him away, you know? Unless he's involved in some kind of swap deal with Jan Oblak or, or Testegen, which would be a dream for Chelsea. But if uh, not, yeah. um, and we can find a buyer for Kepa, would rather than get under a nano or someone in and, and at a cheaper rate. Yeah. But I know you're going to say that. Um, I know somebody else we know said to Stegen. I don't think to Stegen will come to Chelsea. If I'm being completely honest, I think that would be a a down massive downgrade. Hey, you never him. know. New challenge, um, you know. Uh, I mean, Barca is not the best club to be in at the moment. Probably the Jersey room as well. So, hey, why not come from yeah. start London? Big things, fam. But <laughs> I wouldn't sign... I'd not say I wouldn't sign on Nana, but I think if you were to get <laughs> rid of Kepa, I would go for a proven keeper instead of getting in another keeper who's at that level that Kepa was, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's 100%. But then, obviously, finances get involved, you know. We've got other priorities more than a keeper, as because we do have a 70 million keeper on the books already. So we can't then go spend another 80 to 100 mil for a better keeper. So yeah. for me, if, you know, those guys aren't available at a cheaper rate or in a swap deal, some sort of thing, um, I'll then go for it on Anna or even... Uh, uh, Nick Pope at, at 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 Burnley. He's a solid guy. You know he doesn't make stupid mistakes, but obviously playing for Burnley and Chelsea is two different things. But let's let's leave Kepa. Let's leave Kepa. You spoke. You asked me how <laughs> Chelsea played. Um, <laughs> obviously big decision by Frank to to drop Kepa, but um, the game was very safe, man. Like it was obviously scrappy start from both sides, but the fact that we didn't have uh, Dama Traore running at us from minute one. I think that sort of eased uh, uh, the nerves a bit defensively because then we literally were very solid. Um, it was uh, Raul Jimenez versus Zuma and Rudiger. So, and they're, they're not slow. So it was quite uh, safe in that sense. And once we got the goal, and then the second goal soon after that, game was done. Like They never really created chances. And you could say they didn't play that great. But I mean, Wolves have played literally a calendar year of football straight. So I'm, I'm for me, I don't mind uh, uh, Nuno changing the, the side for the last game. I'm very happy. And Chelsea played well, man. It was a very safe, uh, secure performance. We did what we had to do 2 0, game over. We literally made subs, I think, after the 70th minute, which showed how good the, the starting 11 played. So good performance. I'm very happy. Champions League, I wish, I just wish Leicester had gotten something against you guys so we can finish it. <laughs> but other than that, Frank Lampard, <laughs> first season, mission accomplished, brother. Mission accomplished. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it might be it, but I don't want to get too into the, the details because if you're listening, we've got a special podcast type release coming this week. Um, but mm. United... It was not the best performance. Ole, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll just leave it there. Ole, I'm not completely convinced, but what did you think about um, the 2-0 win? It seems a bit flattering to me, but yeah, what do you think about the win? And not even just the win, the, the finish in general. It wasn't as smooth as you'd want it to be, I guess. Nah. I think I think if we if we look at the last two weeks, um, we look like shaky warriors. Um, we 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 just limped over the line. But I think if you look at post lockdown run, the project restart um, run, I think we 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 
give them credit that they put themselves in a good position to to allow a draw against Palace and um, just need another draw against Leicester to 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 get that that final thing. And yeah, like you said, the 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 scoreline isn't is it's very flattering to <laughs> to us. Um, but I think I think well done to all of them, honestly. Um, well, yeah, like you said, I won't get into the details, but third place, if you, if you offered us third place uh, pre-lockdown, yo, yes, please. I don't know how we're going to get there at the time. We don't know how we're going to get there because everyone in front of us was on form. Um, Chelsea were... I think the one that bothered me the most was Chelsea because they. I feel like they kept getting away with murder week after week and it was like, damn it, these guys, we won't pass them. We won't pass them. We won't pass them. <laughs> And by God's will, we, we we made it, man. So yo, hey, I, I'll take it, bro. That's all I got. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't care. I'll take it. That's what this is all uh, I wanted. Yeah. I think we all we all wanted. So yeah, <laughs> wasn't uh, yeah. I mean, it feels not to make it a a United podcast, but it feels good to just be third. Uh, it looks nice on the table. Um, proud to be a United mm. fan. You know, not looking at a mm. fifth place or sixth place or seventh place or whatever. Bruh. But yeah, Ole still got um, a lot to do in the summer. Um, yeah. And looking ahead, um, Liverpool, they, what, 99 points? Um, mm. Great season for them, but I wouldn't even say but. It just feels weird for me because they had such an, a crazy... Um, ridiculous season but the post or not even say post lockdown but they had some real bad performances to finish off the season where they could have broken so many records uh Lita yeah. Lomin, you've obviously been the most recent recipient of a Premier League title out of all of us do you think maybe it could be because they won <laughs> they won they won it so early where they just sort of sat back a little bit? Or do you just think, I mean, it has to be that I, I rate, but what do you think that could be the cause for that great finish? But, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, and like, as you said, it, it, it didn't just start after um, the, the lockdown. It was something that creeped in, you know, obviously the Watford defeat. And then mm. they got knocked out in the Champions League, like when they were like supposed to go through against uh, an Atletico side who was not, you know, the, the best Atletico side we've ever seen. But then they also lost to us, like convincingly 2-0 at Stamford Bridge, like a couple of days before lockdown. Um, <laughs> so it was it was kind of odd, but obviously because of the lead they had, and you know, and obviously the reigning Champions League champions. They were just always, they always knew. It was all okay, this season's going to happen. Obviously, City's uh, woes as well, defensively. They were always going to do it from, I think, probably December. We all knew that, yeah, no, it's, it's over here. Um, it's, it's, these guys are going to uh, run away with it. We all, we all hoped for a slip-up, but even though it, it came in blips and, 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 and here and there, but, like, they never really were, were that bad, even after lockdown. They were okay first, no no draw within the beginning of the uh, um, restart, but they never really lost that many games or at all actually. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 I don't know. We'll see next season how they do because that will be when everyone starts afresh. Um, we'll see. Will they continue in the, in the which vein of form? Will they maybe mm-hmm. encounter some injuries? Because I think they've been very lucky with injuries. I mean, uh, um, um, Virgil has been very uh, fit to the season. The front three have been mostly fit. I know Henderson and Ellison have struggled this season, but majority of the key players have been fit. Um, and, you know, they haven't really had to count on a Shaqiri or even a Rigi for, for that um, for that match of the season, even though he did well last season. Um, so we'll see how they do this next season. But especially now, you know, they're not, um, they couldn't afford a Werner. So how many big signings are they going to make? Mm-hmm. How are they going to strengthen? So. Oh, club is that guy who backs the youngsters. So I'm fine, back the youngsters, bra. But <laughs> that's not what he needs. Um, uh, when everyone else is strengthening, so back the youngsters, man. Back the youngsters. Yeah. I understand that I back it, Curtis Jones, you know, for the win. But um, let's see how they do next season when the pressure's on. When the pressure's on, everyone starts from zero. Uh, but it's all 
who it's all about who's going to stay consistent next season. Literally, it's all about who can say the most consistent because as we saw this season, eh, consistency is tough for all of us. I think yeah. even United did better than Chelsea in terms of consistency because the beginning of the season, we were good, then we were bad, then we were good, then we were bad. We lose to pop teams. We go lose to big teams. We win against big teams. So, you know, um, let's see what happens next season. Let's see, man. Yeah, but let's uh, have a threesome or pause. Um, let's work in tandem <laughs> to try and rationalize this for me. <laughs> Yo. Um, the, <laughs> the Football's Writers Award, <laughs> Award uh, went to Jordan Henderson. And as it was informed to me by a number of Liverpool fans, it's not just an award uh, based on the performances of the season, but on and off the pitch. I condemn Jordan mm-hmm. Henderson. I, I congratulate Jordan Henderson, actually, on the great work he's done off the pitch, um, bringing a light to the NHS, and um, the take. apparently um, he took charge of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Plays together. Yes, sorry, plays yeah. together. And... Still, for me, that's not enough. Kevin, De- with with that, even that's Kevin De Bruyne was the best player by miles in the league. What twenty assists and um thirteen goals? I'm not sure if anyone can correct me there. Um, how do you guys see Somewhere that? There. I think it's bullshit. I think I think all the awards in the world, all all, all the awards, everyone grows up looking forward to the Oscars, the Grammys. The Ballon d'Or, it's all gone to bullshit. The, oh, the credibility of, of the panels are just nonsense, bro. I mean, is it about the football or not? It's a, it's a, it's a football award. Don't tell me, like, I honestly don't care what man does off the field. As a human being, I respect it. <laughs> but is this award about football or not? Is a Grammy about music or not? Is an Oscar about a performance or not? This is nonsense, bro. Like, anyone... <laughs> let's, let's be realistic right now. John Henderson... Good player, good player. But if you take Henderson out of this team, football wise, if you take him out of this team, they'll probably get a hundred points. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Later, Brian. I I concur. I concur with my man Moepi. Um, I call bullshit. Um, so let's just go back to how you started this. You know, you you as you say, you heard from many Liverpool fans that this award is not solely based on on-field performances, but uh, what the individual has done off the field, or is it for their influence on the game? I'm not sure really what, what they're trying to say there, but I'm looking at the previous winners of this award. Okay, since 2010, firstly, since 2010, uh, 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 2009 and 10 season, there's been five Englishmen who have won this award. Five out of the ten, Right. And then that is Wayne Rooney, Scotty Parker, Raheem Sterling, uh, Jamie Vardy, and now uh, Jordan Henderson. So last season, Raheem Sterling won it. And then last season, they started this thing where, you know, it, it started becoming off the field as well as on the field. Obviously, last season, Raheem um, bringing to light, you know, the the, the, the bias um, um, reporting the British media have on, on black yeah. athletes compared to the white so athletes. They decided to and give then obviously, last season, he was going to as well. But last season was scoring goals as well. I mean, he, he was not he was not half bad last season. I mean, since City won the league, um, he was performing on the field as well, arguably. So you can't yeah, really. Well but but, well but so so but for me, so last season and this season, they say it's for. So for me, that's when I think then that this award has had to have changed in terms of the criteria because the year before that, Mohamed Salah won the award. I don't remember him doing anything off the field. The year before that, Ngola Kante won the award. Uh, Jamie Vardy, Eden Hazard. And then you get to 13-14. Luis Suarez won this award. Please tell me, 13-14, the man who started the season with six match back for biting a player <laughs> the year before. <laughs> How did he then go and win the Football Writers Award? That is apparently then um, uh, the criteria includes performances on and off the field. So, uh, or uh, an influence. So really, that's when yeah. I feel, and you know, and it, that was a Liverpool player there. So I go back to what Pep said. All at the Liverpool player. City win the league, Liverpool player. Liverpool win the league, Liverpool player. That's, you know, maybe it, there's some truth in that because come on, dude. Or, or right. in either that or the just typical media bias because it's voted by the media and the journalists. Typical media English bias. Let's try and put an Englishman in the award somehow, you know. 
I knew these guys. I knew these guys won crack first of all. Where they someone voted for Aaron Wan Bissaka. I don't know why. That's pure English shit. <laughs> I don't know. How you understand? Like, wow. <laughs> and number two. <laughs> When Scott Parker won it, they got relegated. West Ham got relegated. I think it was with West Ham at the time. No, not West Ham, another club. Yes. He no, won no, it. No, no, he was with West Ham. Yeah. yeah, he won it when his team got relegated. What are these guys writing about? These football writers. These guys are all on crack, bro. What is going on? I don't care about that award, honestly. Henderson will know. I feel bad for the guy. Like I said, I feel bad for the guy. He's probably a good person. I, I appreciate him putting the players together, thing together. But is this thing, yeah. if this thing is not about football, I don't care about it, honestly. Yeah, but as Gary Lineker <laughs> like, said, and for me, yeah, no, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no bias uh-huh. apparently. All oh, the football journalists are experienced professionals who write about the game uh, for oh. years. So the, how can you oh. know better than them? So we'll just leave it there. And, of course, how? Yeah, but honestly, just to add the last, <laughs> the last, the last thing, yeah. I don't want to bash Liverpool too much, but I think there's this an aura around Liverpool, an English charismatic aura with James Milner, hilarious, and Andy Robertson, who's a hard man, who when he pushes players' heads to the ground or tackles, pushes someone late, it's hilarious and funny. But if a foreigner do, does it, they're dirty and whatever, dirty players. And Jurgen Klopp, who's... yeah. So charismatic in his press conferences and laughs and makes jokes and says everything is cool. Loves the word cool. Um, so I get why media loves them because, or journalists love them because you read or you hear from journalists and they speak about how having a club with good public no. relations, you know, strengthens the relationship between the two. Obviously, Lita would know. So yeah, that's the last thing I'd add there. Um, I think it's it's sh- shameless. Oh, Brian, one day, one one day, one day, we gotta have a conversation about that. It's slightly controversial about how, as a city, Liverpool felt felt there's this thing where they, they say I'm not I'm not English, I'm Liverpoolian. They felt like they were the the, the bottom of the like the bottom of the barrel of England as a whole, and England looked down on them. And I think they've done they've done well in the last fifteen years to literally make the the city look better, function better. And I think there's a big sympathy between the English people as a whole towards Liverpool citizens. And I think that's why they've turned into the media, darling. There's a sympathy there. There's a thing where they have to ask for forgiveness and try to get back in their good books. Read up on it. There's some nonsense going on yeah. down there. For me, Brian, it's as simple as everyone loves an underdog. And Liverpool and, 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 and the Merseyside community have always been the underdogs. And, I mean, if your club haven't won the league in 30 years, Shit, man. When you finally do it, it'll be a big story. So that's, I think, that's what's going on. I mean, they have a, a coach like Klopp, who's a people's person, who's probably not, you know, the most tactically uh, gifted manager in the world, but he knows he, he knows people and he's a people's person. He knows how to deal with people. He knows how to handle people. He knows how to manage uh, people. So um, the way he does it, the, 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 the media love him. Like, oh, like, as you said, like, like if you, the fact that he's he's not only like just famous in in in, in the football world, but he's it's quite prominent in the business world. He gives a lot of uh, uh, keynote speeches and lectures, um, and on on how he does things as a, as a manager, and how to handle uh, uh, individuals uh, in the workspace. So, you know, the whole Liverpool image and 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 um, how they deal with and how they are seen in the world, they've done well for themselves and. Uh, that literally that's kudos to to the whole club. Um, that's from the media department to the CEOs um, and the sporting directors. So they've really done well, man. But don't worry, next season everyone uh, the pressure's on them. Uh, everyone's chasing them. They're no longer the underdogs. So things will change, brother. Don't worry, things will change. Mm-hmm. Football is so, like yeah. that. The wheel, yeah. the wheel keeps turning. Yeah, but let's. Uh, we're gonna come back home now. PSL's back, I think it was announced today, um, the 13th or the 8th? 6th. 6th of August, yeah. Yes, um, so quite soon. 
Uh, yeah, and plus the announcements of ESPN is back today. It's going to be very excited, exciting. A lot of people are happy Ooh. about that. But going yeah. back to the football, are you guys happy? Um, it's a bit late, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Kaiser Chiefs going for the title. Some people say they might, they're going to bottle it, but. Um, that's your club leader. Do you think they're going to clinch it? Um, definitely hope so. Um, I actually just looked it up. It's actually on the 8th. Sorry, guys. 8th of August is when uh, the PSL is resuming. Um, with, with actually, it's actually the whole um, domestic uh, competitions also resuming. So Nedbank Cup is, is, is kicking off first on the 8th with the league uh, then uh, commencing three days later. Um, so it's, it's quite exciting, man. Good foot to have football back. Um, Kansas Chiefs, obviously, everyone's gunning for them with a couple of teams at the bottom with, with uh, games in hand. So let's let's see how everyone does in the restart. Obviously, some 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 um, what's this? Some um, players have been uh, COVID positive, but some are obviously returning to to, to training as well. So let's see how everyone recoups. Let's see what squads are being put out there. If it's really, if they're going to be 100 similar to what happened pre-lockdown, because I know um, they are also allowing MBC uh, players to also take part if need be in terms of boosting the squad, uh, the squads. So be interesting to see, man. Let's hope Chiefs have a full squad and they're ready to go. Mudan Dobbins working on some tactics to 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 somehow hopefully keep more clean sheets and then. Um, win the league, bro. Chiefs haven't won the league in, a, in about five years, if I'm not mistaken. So it's hmm. time, it's about time. Bring the, the, the trophy back to Natural. <laughs> uh, yeah, and before you go to Moipi, um, as I was going through the stories, I saw an interesting one uh, involving Adama Traore who soaks his arms in baby oil to prevent. I mean, ah, it makes sense because ah, that guy nice. really goes past ah, players. He does what? Can I can I explain this? Yesterday, <laughs> I'm literally I was watching the game. I was watching the game with Santisha, and I'm like, "Here's this guy who's about to come on. He's going to be so fast." And then I just see his arms, and I'm like, "Was he? Because he came on halftime. I'm like, was he? Was the warm up that hectic that he's sweating so much?" But then I saw the story about the baby while I'm like. Flip would make sense, man. And for us not and, and he did nothing, hey. I'm so glad all of that was for for, for absolutely nothing because he, he did he had no impact. He had one run through the midfield, that was it. Flipping yeah. oil arms, yeah. He, I like that. Yeah, he was a WWE like wrestler. I have no I have no idea what the, the reason behind it. All I know is that that's a trait of a psychopath, and I appreciate psychopaths, bro. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's a phenomenal yeah. story, bro. That's a phenomenal story. I wonder how long he's been doing this. Maybe you learned it at La, La Masia or something. That's how you dip under these people's shoulders, man. You got to have smooth arms. Yeah. And um, open to the floor here. But in Mike Tyson, coming back to find uh, Roy Jones Jr., I don't know if any of you have mm. been following that um story but are you guys excited for that i mean it's going to be pretty huge i was actually listening to a podcast where they were speaking about um mike tyson and how he's got this sort of i'd say fighter or killer mentality um and mm. how it's supposed to be a friendly fight but they're scared that he might you know sort of just get into that zone on the ring and just you know get the shit out of him <laughs> That's how, <laughs> that's how it is. I, I, think, I think that's why he's fighting again. I think Mike was like born to fight. I think he 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 he's born to just throw hands and like and I think honestly I think he he likes it in a sporting sporting thing and he just gets into that fighter's mentality when he's in the ring. Um, I mean he he his career when he was younger that's what he did. As soon as I think there's a story referee told once that um he he goes into the locker room of each fighter to tell him the rules uh before he goes out and he tells him again in front of in front, in the middle of the ring before he he he, he gets it going and he, he he said uh most most fighters when he goes into their locker room there's a lot of serenity everyone the whole team is calm 
trying to uh, stay focused on, on, on what's about to happen. And apparently Mike Tyson was just in a banging lockers. Everybody was just shook. It was like a tense environment where he even had a sense of fear to step in there and talk to this guy that is getting amped up. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like he's evolving into this monster before he jumped into that ring. I think that's just in him. That's why he wants to fight again. I think he can't just sit at home and watch TV. He, that's Mike Tyson, bro. Mike Tyson's a fighter. He needs to fight, bro. I think I think he needs to fight to to bring himself joy as well, man. Like, I'm so happy for him. I'm so excited to see this. Roy Jones looks looks all right as well, bro. There's going to be some OGs in there throwing hands that we usually see at the supermarket and shit. But this is about to be dope, man. I'm so excited for both of them. Brian, Brian, Brian. I'm sorry, but he's 54, guys. He's and? 54 years old. Man's got it. He looks good. Have you seen those videos, though? No, no, no. He, no, 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 no I have. That's what I'm saying. But he's 54. I don't know if the heart can take it. That's the thing. You might be ah. extra young, but the heart is old, my man. And now, also, the thing is, he hasn't fought since 2005. 15 years. 15 years is a long time, brother. I don't know if, if you still have a, a strong jaw. Does he still have a strong jaw? Can his jaw take it? Can he ah. handle it? Because you know how he, he fell off, off the perch. He was knocked the fuck out. So, yeah, can, he you know, a strong will, that, will that be happening again? Exactly. So, and Roy, you know, he's 54, guys. 1966. 1966. He's old. Man is Lita. old. He's, you know the thing like, is... He's been fighting since he's old now. Hmm? Lita, I think, I think the world really missed proper heavyweight fights, man. I feel like the, the, the heavyweight fighters right now or in recent times have been um, very, very boring, oh, very tactical. Um, like your AJ uh, Klitschko for a while, he was good, but he was just a big man. Boom, boom. Mike is Mike and Roy are massive. They they heavy hitters, two heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Like you said, whoever's got the weakest jaw is going down, and I do worry for Mike. But it's about to be exciting, man. Men are just gonna be throwing hands. Eight rounds. That's like playing. That's that's five aside soccer, bro. Let's just throw hands quickly. That's what I like about it. <laughs> Someone's gonna no. I don't think they're gonna go last eight rounds. Someone might, someone might go to school. I'm, I'm scared it might be Mike and he's going to fuck up his whole reputation now. I didn't even know Roy Jones Jr. before this. So, like, Mike yeah. is, is the one putting it all on the line there. No, Roy, Roy was a boxer, bro. Big hitter, heavy hitter. Yeah, Roy Jones yeah, was yeah, yeah. But he was no Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? But now yeah. he might be better than Mike Tyson. We won't age the same. <laughs> he was up. He's respected up there as well as a boxer. So that's yeah, why I said no, no doubt, no doubt. We're going to see some OGs in there, bro. But ESPN, man, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that. Two channels. Which, it's going to be dope. Which, t- which, which basketball team do you guys support? If you support one. Uh, I don't really support one, but... I, I like the Rockets because I've mm. got some of my two of my favorite players on. Um, yeah, yeah, I back them. But the thing is with the ESPN thing, um, a lot of actually people are not even speaking about sports now, but they're like, "Oh, you guys who said you're gonna cancel your DSTV um, subscription and now mm-hmm. rejoicing." But that was SuperSport was never really the problem. Of course, you would have loved. You know, some NBA and NFL. They were the only holders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah probably, a, yeah. probably a time zone problem. Yeah, it's a thing. But, because but thing. for me, like, super sport, super sport, super sport have always been like the only thing. Live sport is the only thing that people are, are, are keeping uh, their DSTV for. And the fact that now they're adding, they're adding uh, better content. It's for the bed because now at least we're getting something for our money, you know, something more, other than yeah. community uh, repeats and 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 and, and CR <laughs> footsteps. So, like at least there's something more. I mean, and the fact that I'm still hurt how ESPN left GSTV back then. I think it was 2012. I was, it was so sad. Then they just said we are leaving Africa and Middle East. And I'm like, ah, just like that. So I'm 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 glad, man. I'm glad they're back. Man, I, I read the funniest thing on Twitter. Big B, I read the funniest thing on Twitter the other time where someone said they were changing, they were flipping through their DSTV with their, with their grandmother's house. And then the, the, the young girl went on Seven Delan and the grandmother went like, what? Seven Delan on DSTV with my money? What the hell? 
<laughs> Imagine. Yeah. So but, it's good to it's good that we'll pay for all these channels, so it's good to like Lita said, it's good to get some stuff we do on the scene, you know. Even then, you know, um with the DSC with the super sport thing, I was now I'm like, okay, those people who said that you know they stream everything fine without super yeah. sport, I need these people to come and link me. Because I struggle. Like either they're lying or they're lying Dude. or got some <laughs> I tried to watch the Yo. the French the French Cup final on Friday. I spent like an hour looking for a even a stream that could work. Couldn't find it. Um, the reliable thing. Nah, it's it hard was, to work. Yeah. It's hard work. Like it's hard work, dude. You need to know. Like you, either you need to know like a very reliable site. I remember I remember the site from back in the day, but I forgot it now. So, but like you need to know a site or just go on Twitter and just and scour it. Just yeah. look for on Twitter, bro. And then get so many fake ones, my man. These, 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 these <laughs> tweets are like, uh, yo, live stream PSG versus Saint Etienne. Uh, click here, and you click, and it's an article about some random stuff, and you're like, fam, fam, straight to a mixtape, brother. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, we'll be back again this week. Uh, with the same boys and maybe a few additions so uh, stay tuned yo but check one two one two cut, cut. Uh. I'm from the place where hardcore is this is the link up this is the link up. This is the link up. Views from the staff to the world that we back. This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. Views from the staff to the world that we back. Ladies and gentlemen, grab a drink, let's get settled in. Here's another dose of some audio medicine. Fresh sports reports, pure adrenaline. We do it for the love of the game, not the Benjamins. I check one two one two, yo. The link up.